welcome to the Positivity and Prosperity Podcast. If you're ready for a dose of inspiration and insight, then you've come to the right place. My name is Victoria Maskell and I'm a psychotherapist, mindset coach and positivity practitioner. I help women just like you to have their own Cinderella stories and transform their mindsets to make their dreams a reality. So if you're a coach, an entrepreneur, or just looking to up-level your life, then this is the podcast for you. I'm going to be talking all things money mindset, manifesting your dream life, and how to use your subconscious to achieve anything you set your mind to. I'm going to be filling these podcast episodes with stories and inspiration for you, things to make you smile, feel supported, and get ready to crush your goals and manifest your dreams. There is no such thing as a coincidence in life. So just by listening to this podcast, you are one step closer to making your dream life, business and mindset a reality. So if you're ready for today's dose of positivity and prosperity, then let's dive in. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Positivity and Prosperity podcast and today is a requested episode. So I put a poll on my stories a little while ago um, and I basically said who would you like to see as a guest on the Positivity and Prosperity podcast and you asked for Sammy. So Sammy has come back onto the podcast. Um, She has been with us before um, and I'm going to, I won't spoil it because we talk about it at the very start of the interview, but this episode, as ever, is jam-packed. We are talking about manifestation, we are talking about self-love, self-worth, and Sammy is talking all about how to apply this to relationships. So if you are currently in a long-term relationship, this is for you. If you are new to the dating scene, this is for you. If you just want to have the best possible relationships in your life, in whatever form they take, then this episode is for you. Sammy and I definitely share that love for the subconscious mind. We're both trained as hypnotherapists, um, trained in hypnosis. We love the subconscious. We sprinkle a little bit of psychology in there. And Sammy just brings so much knowledge to this episode. And it's so good to have her because I realise we haven't really done very many episodes about manifestation and relationships. Um, We also touch on that idea of can you manifest your ex back? Can you manifest a specific person? Because they're questions that I see being asked all the time. So Sammy and I kind of give our insights into those. Now I'm going to go into the episode. If you want to know any more about Sammy, she is at the self love boss on TikTok and Instagram. Go and follow her on TikTok because honestly, her videos are so friggin' good. I know you will love them. Um, And I'm going to leave all of the information about Sammy in the show notes. But let's hand over to the episode and I will be back to speak to you on my own very, very soon. Okay, I would love to welcome Sammy over at the Self Love Boss onto the Positivity and Prosperity <laughs> podcast. Sammy, I hope you are doing okay. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. And now, I, I didn't actually say this, we were just chatting a, a few minutes ago. Um, you were on the podcast before, and I've had a look at what episode number and when that episode was. If you had no. to guess, <laughs> do you know roughly what episode number or when we recorded that? Is it 111? Episode? Sadly not, it's a little bit earlier than that. 
I thought it was about 100. Do you want to know when it was? Yeah, go on. So episode 14, bear oh in mind, God. 192 or something now. And it was the 18th of December, 2018. <gasps> oh my gosh. It, it literally Where blew are my we mind. now? 2023. Yeah. How has so much time passed? And why have I not asked you on the podcast sooner? That's the question. No, it's so rude. It's so I was rude. Just choking on tea as you welcome me. I know. And I was like, I'll just keep talking. I'll let keep her going, talk. Girl. She can mute herself. <laughs> right. So if anyone hasn't listened to episode 14, if they're new to the podcast, do you want to mm-hmm. introduce yourself? Tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you do. Oh, for sure. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, so I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and coach. We have gone up the level since 2018. And if you do listen to that one, I used to specialise in body image. I mean, we can still do those amazing things. But specifically now, I work with women who suffer with low self-esteem, insecurities, especially anxious attachment in relationships. And the way that we work is by using subconscious reprogramming to up-level that self-concept, then add that with a bit of magic belief in the universe to just deliver shit for you. I love it. And then you can manifest the love and the life that you want. Oh, I'm I'm so excited for this episode because A, I think we can kind of talk about like the evolution of what you do. Because yeah, 2018 to 2023, when we're recording this, (laughs) it's a little bit crazy. I know we both love manifestation. We both love the subconscious mind. So I just think there's going to be so many golden nuggets in this. And I think this episode is definitely for anyone who has any relationships in their life, including the ones with themselves. So basically what I'm saying is this episode is for everyone and I think they're going to love it. So do you want to just give us a bit of a rundown then? Like what has happened in the last like four and a half years for you and your business? Like what changes have you seen? Oh my gosh. So 2018, it's like baby Sammy. So I just trained in rapid transformational therapy then at that point. And I was moving, you know what it's like with your business. It's like the biggest self-development tool that there could possibly be. And you tend to work with people who are a few steps behind you or stuff that you've struggled with. So for years and years, I came from a really poor um, relationship with my body. That was my background. Um, So that's where I used to focus in. Moving to uh, 2019, we moved, then then got pregnant. So a whole big thing that comes from my, where I am at in my business now is having my daughter in the lockdown in 2020 and coming back into my business and just not being able to move the needle. Uh, it wasn't just about my business. It was my relationship of who I've been with for 14, my fiance. We've been together for 15 years now. Um, and so I had to double down and do all of this work for myself, which is now where the evolution of my business has come to that I help women specifically in regards to more often than not women who are in, in relationships, mm-hmm. my words speak to them. But it could also apply to people looking for on the dating scene, new days, um, or, you know, women that want to leave a relationship and just fall in love with themselves and ultimately become the best version of them so that they can have a great relationship eventually because who doesn't want love? Yeah. Um, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of like, that's the evolution of it. And basically, we're always just giving universal lessons so that we can 
update ourselves and then do what we're supposed to do it seems yeah absolutely I remember years ago I think I think the lady was called Gina DeVee or something I think that was her surname and I just remember she said we all teach what we need the most and it just resonated with me because even if we're teaching things that we needed three years ago I think it's so authentic when we've been through it or we've touched on it or we've understood it because then like you said we're coaching people who are a few steps behind us or have been a version of us it's just we get it don't we we've been in that headspace and I think you and I are both on the same page in that we're always working on stuff you're always manifesting you're always up leveling there's always a new way of working on your subconscious or making a part of your life even better and I just Again, I was saying just before we recorded this, like you are absolutely smashing it on TikTok. Every time I go onto TikTok, I see these videos and I'm like, I love it. I love it. I love it. What do you love about TikTok though? Oh my gosh, I love, right. So first of all, when I was first coming back into the business side of things as a new mum, I was pooing my pants and just putting (laughs) myself out there. And a lot of old fears basically came up for me with situations And it made me start believing negative things about myself again. It gave me a really bad self-concept of me. And so I put myself out there and being seen, I was just all confused. Didn't know what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be, what I wanted to say. But TikTok just started to give me a little bit of freedom in a sense of I didn't feel like it was all eyes on me of people that I went to school with or like people that are totally really irrelevant to you in your life right now. But we have these strange cares about what people think about us that we were from like a hometown kind of a thing so anyway TikTok gave me that freedom and then from there I just love speaking I love speaking I love like writing and for me TikTok feels like I'm almost doing like live streams all the time and I can just give them my spicy energy (laughs) and Tell them, tell people how it is, the information you don't want to hear, but you do need to hear. Mm-hmm. And it's just such, it's such a ama- an amazing, fast way now to get information from content creators and consume it because like reading blogs and stuff, I think is quite old now. Yeah. The short videos, they're, they're good. Yeah. And you definitely give spicy information, but in a really nice way. And I, I don't know if that... I want to, I'm saying that as a compliment because it's not like tough love and it's going to be really mean and it's going to leave people crying. It's like, you're saying it so authentically and so like, look, this is what is going to help you. Let me show you this. Um, mm. And you're right. Like TikTok, it's all about short form content that people are just mm. like, great. The amount, oh, and the other thing I just wanted to touch on there, the amount of people that have said to me that exact same thing when they're starting a business, when they're moving to a new job, when they're transitioning into a different stage of their life, it's like, but what about the people I grew up with? What about that person that I went to primary school with? Are they going to go, wait, she's an accountant. Why is she setting up a dance business? Why is he doing this? Why are they doing that? And it's like that fear that we have to stay in that mold from when we were like Mm. 11 years old and suddenly we're not allowed to change and we're not allowed to be different. And I think so many people will resonate with that. So where does self-love come into that, come into that like being authentic, finding your voice, do you think? Mm -hmm. So I think self-love really to me means that you just really like yourself like you really like who you are you really like your authenticity the 
things that make you individual, the stuff that you like. And often when we follow those kind of things, that gives us our passion. And I think when you work on what you believe about yourself and how you feel about yourself, you become pretty damn fearless. Not to say you don't have any fear at all, but it's almost like, especially in this business kind of space, like the coaching field, you just have a bigger purpose than what your fear is. Yes. Yeah. And that helps you show up more than anything. And again, I I mean, I've got so many examples of how I did last year at the start of the year. I invested a ton of money in a massive um, like group coaching course, okay, for business. And I thought, this is it. This is going to be the magic answer. It's going to help me get out there. And then I, I actually did sign up in a way because I thought it was going to be me and the other lady vibed with a similar manifestation mindset. So I thought that the course was going to be in regards to that. Anyway, it was your typical kind of business stuff, which is amazing. But I already understood that stuff. But the Sammy that went into that made nothing happen. The Sammy that went into that didn't like herself. She has all of these wounds that had been wide open and I hadn't healed and I didn't love myself. Mm-hmm. So no matter how many times I figured out how to use like Google calendars or do email automations, that did not shift a thing for me. I didn't love myself in the slightest. And it wasn't until I had to go back to the drawing board um, that things actually started to move in, like in yeah. business and my relationship. Yeah, I think that's the classic like, okay, which do you need? Do you need strategy or do you need mindset? And obviously you need both because you could be the most confident, the most aligned, the best, have the best business idea. But if you literally do not know how to tell people about what you do, you can't attract them. But yet again, I I see so many people that are like, I need another step by step plan. I need another strategy. I need a, I need to learn this, that and the other. And it's like, but how do you feel about yourself as a business owner? How do you feel about how you're helping people or your product or what you're doing? Like if that bit's not in place, you can have all the strategies you like that have worked for 10,000 other people. But if that fundamental foundation isn't there, it's all gonna crumble because I don't know if this is what you would say, but I would almost say it comes down to self-sabotage. People can sit there and I know a few people, I don't know if she's listening to this, but I hope like she hears this. I know someone who is sat on an incredible business, like it's there, it's ready. And I know the tipping point is gonna be when she goes, I believe in myself. And it's gonna be like a roller coaster and it's just gonna go amazingly. But she knows she's just, she's gotta sort that bit. Is that what you see with the people you work with that there's self-sabotage because they're not in that place of self-love? Yeah, a lot of people, well, everybody that comes to me is for relationships and, they cannot get themselves out of the constant patterns and versions of themselves, version of their person and version of their relationship because deep down the root cause of that is they don't believe that they're worthy of that love, of that relationship. Is it really going to work out for me though? Or they've got so many abandonment fears yeah. That we just unconsciously, because nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to sabotage their relationships yeah. or their business. Yeah. But it's a safety mechanism. It's a protection. And our minds only do these things because they think they're benefiting us. And so that's where we just have to do that updating. Yeah. Oh, my God. Right. We're going to dive into the subconscious mind in just a second. Yay. I just have to, like, divert into, have you been watching Married at First Sight, the Australian one? 
are you sad like the latest i haven't i haven't seen it okay so i'm gonna for anyone who listens Anyone who watches Married at First Sight, I'm going to be talking about Alyssa and Duncan, because what you've basically just said, right, okay, disclaimer, I know it's a TV program, I know it's edited, I know they create storylines, I know it's not real, I'm so aware of that. Now, Mm -hmm. what I want to say is, (laughs) there is this, there's this couple who appear and I say appear because it's a TV program, to be really, really on the same page. He seems to be very emotionally intelligent. She seems to be very open. They're at a place right now where she is incredibly upset because she is worried that he's going to abandon her. She is scared Mm -hmm. that when he's saying, I'm in this, I care about you, I want to make this work, what do you need? She's scared Mm -hmm. that it's not true. And she is pushing him away and you can see it as you're watching the tv program because you know it's all great when we watch it from when we're watching someone else not so easy when it's in our own lives but you can see that she's not hearing what he's saying because of her filters because of her programs potentially what's happened to her in her past she's a single mum. she's really scared and it's it's really upsetting to watch because you just want to give her a big hug raise those programs and let her see what is in front of her so mm-hmm. there's our married at first sight bit if anyone watches married at first yeah. sight and you know what i'm talking about dm us t- send us a message on tiktok <laughs> or instagram we need to know okay we're taking so, the ratings <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so let's talk about the subconscious mind then you um you mentioned at the start of this episode that you trained in rtt tell mm-hmm. me why you love the subconscious Oh my gosh, so the subconscious mind stuff, it's just to me, the way I explain it is it's the science behind manifestation. So we, you know, we have the science side of it and I had to dig into that just like you love it to actually believe in in the first place. I have now grown to having the woo-woo, crazy, impossible, realistic ideas as well, the spiritual side of it. But the subconscious mind is so underutilized by because people are just we're not aware of it it's seen as like it's still seen as almost like a strange thing to talk about or be focusing on but it is it is um what the word I'm trying to think of influencing 95 percent of your entire reality because of what we call the self-concept which basically just is an easier way to explain what the subconscious mind is it holds everything in there from when you were a young girl and still in your later years when you've had experiences that are monumental in what the problem is you're dealing with at the minute yeah and it stores all of that stuff it holds that entire identity you've got within yourself and everything it's doing is for your safety yeah but that's sabotaging the hell out of so many people in so many different ways but if we could just unlock that if you can just heal what's going on beneath it because life has got so much potential there's so many different realities that you could step into and we're just not even tapping into like five one percent of it you know yeah and you're right the subconscious mind is a very real part it's probably called the reptilian complex it's the old part of us that was the only bit was there before we had the frontal lobe and Here's a random little story. So I went into um, the shopping centre near where we live because Sammy and I live quite close to each other. And I'd gone into a shop and I went into the shop and for some reason, my brain was taking me to the right. And I was like, well, I don't need to go. What? I need to take something back and the tills are that way. So I ignored it. Anyway, went to do this return, left the shop, walked halfway down to my car and then went, I forgot. 
Right. What I wanted, I needed to go into that shop to the right because I was trying to see if they'd got another pair of these trainers in white. And I, oh, I laughed to myself because I was like, my subconscious knew. My subconscious was trying yeah. to say, you need to go this way. You need to go this way. And I ignored it. And the subconscious mind is like, the way I see it is it just stores everything. And if we learn how to rewire and sort of change the things that are limiting are outdated and listen to the really good bits just like you said you can unlock so much magic in your life but i guess so i guess the question people would have is okay but how how do i do that let's say people are on board with the idea of the subconscious what would you say to that question of well how do i use my subconscious mind so to update it we want to use like the neuroscience back tools which obviously both me and you are trained in hypnotherapy because that's um an amazing way to access it we basically want to be like bypassing the conscious mind and the analytical stuff and get straight into your subconscious so that you can put in there the things that you want the belief systems you want the visions you want all of that kind of stuff and um, i also actually call i can't remember where i got the name from but this is the conscious mind success mechanism Ooh. and that kind of gives I don't know if it was a book I read I can't think of where it was from but it's almost like right yeah so everything that gets put into there it's going to give me the answers for it so you should listen to your intuition of what the messages that are coming through so you, that's when you needed to listen <laughs> yeah to I did yeah <laughs> I needed so, to so what but there are so many different ways you know you could do it yourself I mean little plug here but the, the ultimate self-love guidebook that I made and that I sell it on my TikTok and wherever else is the steps that I took myself through to almost consciously access the subconscious mind without having a, another hypnotherapist or a therapist do it for me yeah so it's figuring out right let's look at my life right now because your subconscious will always you'll get a mirror reflection of that so you'll know where your programs are at by what your where your life is so for me a big thing for me then was not only my business it was my relationship um right so where's is that where is it at what are the things that I don't like what do I believe about myself in regards to this and what do I believe about the thing that I want so if it's a relationship, what am I believing for me? What was it about my partner? What am I believing about him? What's the version of him that I am so focused on? And you can just do a little bit of work to kind of go back to what you believe the root cause could be. Listen to what comes up in your mind, because what comes up there first is usually the thing and most often the thing that you need to hear. Just just have belief in that because it's your success mechanism. So it's giving you your success. Yeah. Think back to the past experiences of when you were a younger girl. What things happened to you that made you attach similar meanings into your current life now? So he doesn't love me. He doesn't show me the respect that I want, the adoration I want. I'm not a priority. Why am I never chosen? Why doesn't it work out for me? When do you think you started to actually believe this way? what happened to you like what age were you at you know you can take yourself through those kind of processes so you're figuring out what the belief systems are in your subconscious mind there yeah and can i just can you just tell me again then so if people have listened to that and gone oh my god there's a guide how i need this where can they get it and what's it called Oh, it's called the Ultimate Self Live Guidebook, and I have it linked on my TikTok, Instagram, and my website. 
Awesome. I'll make sure that's all linked in the show notes as well, because I think that's probably sparked a like, oh, I want, I'd quite ta- like to have a look at that, actually. Give me the that's guide. Sounded... Say that again. Well, I will give me the guide. <laughs> the guide. <laughs> well, I will say I actually only created that because I'd made it for myself because oh. I was in a position a year and a half ago where I was like, oh my God, my entire life is falling apart all around me. And I've got all the things that I thought, you know, I wanted a child, you know, we're, we're obviously engaged, so we're getting married, got the house that was on my vision board, the entire thing's been renovated and all this stuff. I'd left the job I didn't want to be in. But oh my God, I'm so unhappy. My relationship was the worst it had ever been. My business wasn't moving an inch, you know, all of these things. So I literally said, you have got to stop doing the things you're doing because it's not working. You have got to stop the typical kind of advice we get in relationships. I know I might be going off on a tangent here. No, no, go um, That is focus on them. I say often pointing the finger at them. You need to change this. These are all your red flags and you need to be ticking them for me and meet my love language. And these are my needs and this and this and you and you and you. Yeah. That doesn't work. No. That's what I did. And I was just constantly in the same cycles of arguments and and resentments and the same feelings and stuff so I had to take myself through that process of figuring out why am I in this position what do I believe about myself and what am I believing about him because that focus we know what you focus on is literally how you're going to get what you're going to get more of because your subconscious brain is filtering information like decoding all of your reality through and then attaching meanings to it via what your self-concept is yeah oh my god I mean married at first sight plug again that is exactly (laughs) it you can you can hear people saying you're not doing this you're not doing this you're not doing that you're not meeting my needs and actually think about manifestation in general it's like I need this job to be happy I need that relationship to be happy I need and that's all we know that's wrong it's i need to feel the feelings first to be magnetic to to be open to for my brain to even show me that that can exist in my reality because we know we're filtering our reality all the time by those belief systems i i think i talked about this in a workshop i did probably in 2018 but it's like my analogy would be if you have this belief that there is no one attractive in the area you live in there's no one that's right for you you can be walking down the street and your absolute dream partner is walking towards you almost like looking lost but you won't see them because that belief system is so ingrained in you that it's filtered it out it's like that's not relevant to us that's that person doesn't fit our schema of what we're expecting so we literally don't see it And I can imagine, it's not my specialism, so I'm going to hand this over to you in a second, but like I can imagine in a relationship, it's like we're we're doing that all the time. We're like, they never do this. They never do that. They're always doing this. But drawing it back to us is where we hold the power. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about that then. Um, I don't even know where to start because there's so many questions I want to ask you. So maybe we'll do the psychology bit. So I was saying again, before we came on the episode, that I love the idea of our attachment style as a child being this template for later relationships. So there's some research by Bowlby. There's um, a, I think 1987, yeah, I did check before, um, (laughs) love quiz by Hazan and Shaver. And they basically found that 
the way you're attached as a child, so the relationships you have with your caregiver, acts as a template for later adult relationships. And I know on your TikTok, you talk a lot about anxious attachment. So from your point of view, then, how does attachment style affect your relationships? So being anxiously attached means essentially, it kind of sounds harsh, but let's go with it let's go with it you are almost living in victim mentality and when I say victim mentality obviously we know both as like therapists and coaches we're not talking about people who are in really emotionally or physically abusive relationships this is your kind of run of the mill you've been together and you know things have changed things aren't working there's cracks and the roof is caving a little bit so when you've got anxious attachment your mind has been formed to almost seek out evidence constantly to prove to you that like you're the problem yeah that's you know I'm sure people listening to this now your partner gets really stressed and goes oh oh god's sake you know and it's you know they're smashing the dishwasher or something because the dishwasher isn't closing properly (laughs) and your your senses go like this oh my god what 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 have I done and it's completely irrelevant to you but there's something inside of you that fears abandonment, conflict, and all of those kind of things so much that your reality, you're now filtering through that. And in regards to your relationship, everything that they do, well, not everything, that's a bit much, but a lot of the things that they do, you then process as I'm the problem. Mm. Okay, there's still mm. something wrong with me. I'm not good enough. I'm always causing issues. So anxiously attached people very often are the ones that are chasing and begging and pleasing and please love me. I can't validate myself. I need you to stay with me and I'll do anything for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So from the the psychology side, then there was like, they found three main attachment types, secure, insecure, avoidant, and insecure, resistant. And I think what you're talking about is the, is the insecure bit. So again, we're talking about psychological terms. All of this can be changed because we know because of the subconscious mind, but secure attachment as a child was like playing in a room, coming back to the caregiver, showing them toys. If the caregiver left, they'd be like, Oh, where, where have they gone? Oh, okay. They're back like they were reassured when they came back the Mm -hmm. insecure ones were like oh my god it was usually the mum but oh my god mum's left panic screaming frightening like frightened sorry when the mum came back they were like grabbing on like don't let me go or almost like they'd distance themselves and they were like okay I just don't care anymore I'm oh you, you left oh I'm not sure so it's like that template in adult relationships and I think because of the nature of relationships now silly things like oh my god the fact that we can see if someone's read our message but not replied i think that can probably trigger so much nonsense because we create stories now i even know if in a, if i'm in a relationship with someone like i would probably potentially be a bit more like wait they haven't replied versus one of my friends i'm like oh cool they've read it they haven't replied that's fine they're at work they've got a life they might be thinking about it they might have opened it but it's almost like we lose the logic when it comes to a romantic relationship or we lose the kind of filter that would be that's fine that doesn't mean anything i haven't said something wrong they're just a normal human being that hasn't replied in 30 seconds because they have a life so Mm Do you get people that are sort of talking about relationships in terms of like modern technology and what we can see now and what we expect from people? Is that, is that something that comes up in your coaching? 
Yeah, I would say maybe more like just in general dynamics in the long term relationships, like in the household and especially with children. Most people come to me in that regards, but it can work with any. But that what you're saying there in regards to like the securely attached person. So that's the work that you've got to get yourself to. And in I often say on my videos we have got to figure out the meanings that we're attaching so that we can heal them and release them. And people don't like that. I'm not saying everybody, but some people don't like it. But what we're really saying there is your partner could essentially be doing not very much at all and have no negative intentions behind it. But you are attaching a story to that that then creates arguments for no reason whatsoever further reinforcing negative belief systems about yourself whereas if you were healthy and securely attached because you've done the work to heal yourself and you feel really good about you so you're now stabilized yeah. your nervous system is stabilized when you see something go on or when your partner doesn't immediately message you back like you don't start going down a spiral of oh my god it's me there's something wrong with me so aside from the fact that it will save your relationship it will save your sanity <laughs> learning to become that person yeah. that doesn't attach negative stories the way that everybody behaves and not just relationships people at work your boss you know yeah. one of the one of the tools that i sometimes use with people and this came about someone taught me this because years ago there was a, a work related thing and an email had been sent and she went right victoria just stop just explain to me the chain of events but i don't want you to use any emotion i want you to literally tell me the facts and it turned out basically i said I sent them an email and they replied and she was like, good. Okay. So what does that mean? And I was like, oh, oh, it means I sent an email and they replied and she was like, excellent. So all the other stuff. And I was like, yeah, false meanings. I was putting on stuff because how I was feeling and what I was interpreting. And I was like, oh, okay. And that to me was a big moment. And I can see what you're saying in relationships is exactly the same thing. It's like, mm -hmm. we're constantly putting meaning on stuff. And if that's insecure, if that's anxious, it's not helpful. And that is actually going to lead us to feel more pain. And I guess the other thing I took from what you just said there was, okay, sometimes we don't want to hear it, but actually what you're saying is the best thing because we can do something about it. We can't change someone else. We, we do not have the power and nor should we have the power to directly change what someone else is doing, thinking, manifesting, whatever. So actually we can take the power back. That's what I've heard from what you've just said. And to me, that's awesome because we can do something about it. Uh -huh. There's different ways that it can, it can end up in the end. So you can do this work, figure out where the belief systems are at so you can update your whole belief systems about you as a whole, the subconscious mind, the self-concept, the same thing. Yeah. And that can even mean that you then become this wildly confident woman that is extremely attractive and I can tell you that your partner if they're foundationally good for you and it's a working then it will completely shift okay they will level up and match with you yeah or another way is you then feel so good you've healed everything inside of yourself because this isn't just about relationships this is about you doing stuff for you this is about you cleaning up your side of the street for you to live the best life for you mm. And then you feel so good that you realize that person is out of alignment with you now. And yeah. so you leave. Yeah. You win anyway. So we win both. It's not like saying, oh, 
So when are they going to take accountability? We've got no power, exactly what you just said. We have no way to change another person. Like, let me tell you, I have begged for it. <laughs> and I will also say here, I'm just going to talk in the normal kind of like dynamics of a man, man and a woman. Yeah. Although obviously in different relationships, different people hold the feminine and the masculine energies. Yeah. The person that holds the masculine energy, a very important thing to them is to feel appreciated. Mm. So if we women go on the group chat saying, oh, he's being this, that, not giving me A, B, C, D, E, F, G, what do I do? Oh, well, you tell him. And then you go down and you tell him, (laughs) I need this. Well, he's going to go, well, F you, because it never wins. I can never win no matter what I do. So see you later. Yeah. I'm really underappreciated. Yeah. So now you do something different and you work on your belief systems and feel really happy and stop attaching meanings to the stuff he's doing. So you've cleaned up your side of the street. Then simultaneously, you do the work to shift the identity of him that you're focusing on or them. You're pouring so much love and appreciation into them. They feel that. That's that word again, that appreciation then they want to do stuff. They want to be with you. They want to be around you, you know? So it works every single way when you just decide, right, this is power's coming back to me now. Because if we're manifesting, that means we are intentionally focusing on what we want. But if you keep focusing on the wrong version of them and the awful relationship, what it is a self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to get more of it. Yeah. And it's like that classic mistake that we make with manifesting being like, oh, my God, I haven't got enough money. I want more money. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm not loved enough. I want more love. And it's like, listen to that conversation. Your focus is actually on the lack. It's on the I'm not seen. I'm not heard. I'm not loved. I'm not complimented. I'm not abundant enough. I'm not successful enough. I want these things. The secondary bit, your brain isn't hearing. Your subconscious is like, you want more lack. You want more negativity. You want more, whatever. Oh, okay, I'll give Mm -hmm. you all of that. You'll have more of that. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, okay, take a step back and go, how do I feel? What do I want to feel? I love that cleaning up your side of the street as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And funnily enough, I was having a conversation with a friend and she was describing another friend who'd said the way she approaches relationships is what we would describe as like a really secure attachment where she'd sort of said to partners in the past, like, I'm in this. If at any point you're not in this, just let me know. That is fine. Like, there's no need to cheat. There's no need to go behind my back because as soon as you're out, just let me know and I'm going to go absolutely fine. We can end that. That's because she just felt so. And I'm, I'm taking like a conversation from someone else. So I'm slightly paraphrasing, but like, she just mm-hmm. felt so secure in herself that mm-hmm. she was like, as soon as someone else is out, that's fine because then I'm out because I'm only wanting to be with someone who is on the same page as me. It doesn't mean anything about me. doesn't mean mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. I'm not good enough. It just means as a two, we are not meant to be. And I think that's a really powerful idea that it's not you're not good enough. It's just the two of you. What did you say something like? You're not foundational or you're... Oh, the foundational, yeah, foundationally good. Okay, what does because that... sometimes you can figure out. So sometimes, so in a relationship, you want to have similar life goals, yeah, good values, um, interests, 
and you know mindset's really important to me what do you like in a person what do you like about a person what are they positive are they pessimistic like whatever your kind of style is that search so foundationally is that person right for you and maybe you've been together just a long period of time children are in the circumstances now perhaps and there's just a couple of cracks you're getting irritated by them there's the resentment or whatever or are you in the new dating scene and you're taking with you past experiences from people that just didn't match up with you but you know this person is foundationally good for you like they're what you want they match up with you Uh, oh okay can we just talk to that I know this is um one of the main coaching areas you work on is people who are in long-term relationships but I know there will be people listening (laughs) who are maybe they've just come out of a long-term relationship and maybe they're doing that like dating scene going on tinder going on hinge going on all of those sort of things and I know Right. I was going to say, I know it can be a bit of a minefield, but I want to dispel that because I think if you go onto social media, what videos get the most plays? People going, oh my God, I've had the worst day ever. Oh, I ignore those because I'm like, I don't want that sort of idea about relationships in my life. And I think if anyone is listening to this and they are in that new dating scene, I would completely suggest avoid those videos because it's what we focus on expands and if you believe and if you go into it being like everyone's an idiot everyone ghosts me people are horrible that is the reality we start to see so can you sort of talk to maybe someone who is going into a new relationship looking for new relationships and they want maybe some of the things you've said about the anxious attachment the bringing stories into it has resonated with them can you just sort of riff on maybe what they could do or advice for them maybe Mm. so it's pretty it's quite similar you know and I would actually like to say that it's easier when you're not in a relationship to be able to do this because you're not like living in the same house as that person who is triggering you left right and center because yeah. when we're manifesting a different reality we are sometimes still faced yeah. with the old version because that's been our dominant focus for a while and you have to do a bit of like fearlessly focused delusional like nope I'm not paying attention nope 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 yeah, yeah. ignore Until, <laughs> yeah, ignore you know obviously the just normal generic annoying things in relationships that you can have yeah. so it is a similar thing in a sense of you want to just think, right, who do I want to be when I get in, when I find the right person for me? How do I want to come across? What is, who is that version of me? What does she believe about herself? So polarity like gives us that um, clarity, doesn't it? If you can then see, right, it's almost like I call it bridging the gap in that guidebook, figure out who you want to be and then see where the gap is from where you are now. Like, who are you now? And what is it that's stopping you from believing those positive things about yourself? Like, I am stunning. I am a catch. Like, I am highly valued and respected. The way that we want to feel when we're with our person, what is it that's making you not believe those things about yourself? And how can you change the story on those narratives? Because you want to be able to shift your perspective and everything's about perspective. You want to shift your perspective on what's happened in your past mm-hmm. and not make it be something really bad about you that you take into your next date and the next potential like hubby. Yeah. Or wifey. Wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wifey. So you you don't have the saying, I'm a hubby, but you see the uh, wifey material. like yeah. <laughs> hubby material, wifey <laughs> material. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you want to figure out who do I want to be and what is the gap so that I can like wire that version of me in and you can use like I mean oh my god if you just want some free stuff YouTube is abundant in nightly affirmation recordings yeah. you just want to be accessing your subconscious mind with the right stuff at the right time which is as you go to sleep in the minute that you wake up so once you've figured out who you want to be and then you start getting on the dating field, what I would say, and it can you can literally just use the um, your phone notes, it's most accessible to us. If they do something that triggers that anxious attachment or whatever inside of you, so you're out on a day and they look in a different direction and it's not at you and maybe it could have been another woman or whatever. Mm-hmm. I want you to just immediately write out what has just happened now, what is the meaning that I'm attaching to that? Why, why am I attaching this meaning? And what do I want instead? So we're instantly shifting the perspective and the focus that your mind is going down yes. so that you build a habit because we're always going to get triggered by our partners because we need to learn and evolve. Yeah. But you build a habit of being triggered and then changing it instantly so that ultimately, eventually, you let stuff go become quite detached and um you do it naturally without having to like get the phone notes out and stuff like that yeah because it's it's like reinforcing in the subconscious isn't it it can take a little bit of time at first and yeah i can definitely see that scenario happening in fact i do actually remember years ago going on a date with a guy and we'd gone somewhere for dinner and a waitress had come over and he was being like super 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 friendly like super chatty with the waitress and my first instinct was like, uh, what's, and then I was quite quick to go, actually, this means they're a nice person. This means they talk, this means they're sociable. This means, but it could have easily gone down. He's not interested in me. He's more interested in the waitress. She's prettier than me. She's the, but it's like, we get, we get that choice of what do I want to make this mean? And I think it's clear through the episode, but obviously we're not talking about gaslighting. We're not talking about emotional Mm -hmm. abuse. We're not talking about ignoring those things. We're talking about the general day-to-day stuff that can easily Mm -hmm. spiral into an argument. That could have been us driving home. Well, exactly. (laughs) Um, You know, it can easily spiral into that when actually it was a feeling that we had within us. And you never Mm -hmm. know, the other person could have been like, okay, I need to make a really good impression. I need to be chatty and show that I'm confident. And their head, their mind space, mind space, headset, you know what I mean? Headspace could have been, be confident, be chatty. I want to impress my date. And this is the way to do it. We don't know what is going on in other people's minds. And we do mm-hmm. so much mind reading that is so wrong and so mm-hmm. detrimental. Oh, okay. I have, to, I have to ask you this question because I was doing some SEO stuff the other day and it's a question that I see asked a lot. And I have a, okay, I have a particular view on this, but I want to ask you, because I know you love manifestation and I know you are a relationship expert. I'm going to give you that title. Where do you sit on manifesting a specific person and or manifesting your ex back? Because I see this question (laughs) asked so many times. The floor is yours. (laughs) Yeah. Ooh. I I do see that a lot. And there's lots of different advice on it, isn't it? So with the ex thing, what I first come to think of is we do not 
no, 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 no. Do not focus on any other person before you have stabilized yourself and done that whole cleaning up the side of the street. Because you can manifest whatever the hell you want. So you could manifest your ex back if you really want to. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing all of the what is it using the law of assumption and the affirmations and visualizing imagining they text you and they beg for you and they then they propose and want to marry you yeah. then you get yourself back with that guy and then you are triggered left right and center for the things that made you break up in the first place yep so that's one problem but also another side of it is if you've not done the work for yourself and feel really really good that person just literally might not be for you anymore and you're chasing someone who was attracted to a woman that felt low in her self-worth. So you're not a match now. Yeah. Um, just, just on that, I guess, there's just getting an ex back, it's it's such a blanket statement. There could be so many reasons why that person is or is, well, no, is an ex. There could mm-hmm. be you, you kind of, you outgrew each other. It could be that actually the timing wasn't just right and it's natural for you to come back together at another point. There's, there's, there's positive and negatives behind it. And I guess my mm-hmm. view is sort of what you were saying, like, don't focus on someone else, focus on you. If that mm-hmm. is a meant to be type relationship, which it can be, there's there's opportunities for that. Then once you've worked on yourself, then you never know what could happen. But actually focusing on something from the past often puts your focus in the wrong place and you're not focusing on the future and the version of you that you wanna be. And I think sometimes it can come from scarcity thinking like, there can't be anyone else. They have to have been perfect when maybe it was perfect at the time. Maybe it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're just going to get triggered in the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry. Carry on. I just wanted to add that bit in. No, definitely. And I do think, you know, when I think from uh, just in general, when I think when they talk about a specific person, it's I'm not too sure what that that to me means the same thing. Like when I say the term your person, I'm really talking about the person that you're in a relationship with or that you're dating. Yeah. Specific, I think that they might mean like the ex. Is that yeah. what they still mean? Well, I think it's almost like, okay, let's use a let's use a dating app scenario. Let's imagine that someone, male or female, has gone onto a dating app, they've found a person, maybe they've talked a little bit, so they've got some kind of connection, they know them a little bit, and they're like, I want that person to be my next relationship. I want that person to fall in love with me, to be the perfect person. What are your thoughts on that sort of take on it? I I feel like I don't, I wouldn't say I've got too much experience in the field of could we manifest somebody to fall in love with us that we don't even actually know, like don't really know. Yeah. But what I do have, a lot of experience in is when you are dating someone or you're in a relationship with somebody and selecting fearlessly the version of them that you really love and that really loves you that works yeah yeah because all of your focus is now not on dominantly on the things going wrong and what's wrong about them and that they don't give you everything that you want it's dominantly focused on the part of them that you fell in love with in the first place so you can then manifest a completely different version of them than what you what what you were struggling with so is that like 
if you are you meet someone and you are absolutely in that honeymoon period and you love them and you love spending time with them and you see all of these amazing positive qualities and then maybe 10 years into the relationship the sort of the shininess has kind of gone a little bit is it that actually remind yourself what you loved about them remind yourself of those amazing qualities remind yourself of how the two of you work so well together and that helps the relationship evolve is that what you were saying yeah that's the version of them that you'll then see and you can add stuff in there that you just want for extra that they've never been before because you can actually just get the things that you are wiring in with con confidence and conviction into your mind you are creating a new filter and that filter is going to give you evidence of it and that makes sense because I find that I um I'm gonna say I'm a different person and I mean this in a positive way but I'm a different person around different people in that they bring out but different qualities in me and hopefully it's all nice things but do you know what I mean like and and sometimes if you're in a situation or you're with a certain person you can feel extra confident or extra something or extra whatever so I can see that in a long-term relationship actually there's massive scope for both of you topping up your qualities topping up your skills evolving new things but it all still starts from within it all still starts from you cleaning up your side of the street okay all I was going to add there was the whole, so my take on can you manifest a specific person that you sort of know but don't really know. To me, that's like messing with the how with manifestation. So when, let's say someone wanted to, well, we'll keep it with relationships. Let's say you want to manifest a partner. My view on it is you need to know how they make you feel, maybe some physical qualities, because maybe the physical attraction thing is important, you know, some parameters. Yes, okay, maybe think about what they do or where they live, but also think about their values, their emotions, like how they respond to situations, so that you know what you are looking for, so that you know what matters to you, so that you are focusing on those things. But if you then go and it's that person and it's got to be that person that person's mm. got to you're blocking you're actually messing with the how in that you think it's that but there could be someone who is 10 times more aligned and more perfect for you that you are literally putting your blinkers on and ignoring because you've decided it has to come in that package the same with a job the same yeah. with a car the same with a house it's like you need to know how you want to feel in the house you need to know if you want a certain view or if you want two stories or a bungalow or 17 stories or if it's a flat or is it the lighting that matters but not going it has to be flat number 27 in this block in this place otherwise nothing's great because that's the mm -hmm. bit that we get wrong i think so i guess that's my take on the specific person bit be open yeah. to other things, be open to opportunities, but focus on what matters. And that's also healthy because we're teaching people to put that focus back on you and almost be like more obsessed with yourself, but saying it's got to be this specific person moves your focus obsessively into this like one individual human being that's supposed to answer all of the love questions for you. Yeah. Tick all the boxes. I guess. There's so much potential. Uh, yeah, sorry, I guess that like, sometimes I think when I was younger, I thought, oh, when you go into a relationship, you need someone who completes you. And I think we hear that narrative, like, oh, yeah, you mm -hmm. want someone who, and now, the way I would sort of describe it is, you want to be complete, and they want to be complete and you want to like hold hands and run along your own paths together so you're like supporting each other you're listening but it's not that there's a gap in you and they're going to fill it on vice versa because mm -hmm. 
that then takes the power away and also that person can leave that person's life could change and shift and then suddenly you're left feeling lacking when you were never lacking in the first place yeah and that's healthy attachment um secure attachment when you're secure and stable within yourself you're able to be emotionally available you are able to also see when your partner's just had a bad day and let it go and not make it mean anything about you and then also often you see the dynamics in relationships you'll have an anxious attached with an avoidant attachment it's actually the person that's anxiously attached that usually becomes secure attached and supports and makes the avoidant feel safe to become secure that's usually how it works and I think that's because avoidant people would quite happily just live in a cave that's kind of their trauma responses all right see you later whereas anxious people are more like oh my god I just need this person I need this validation I need to be around you so it's almost like they've got more of a why to get this stuff their side cleaned up a driver to get their need met whereas the other person is like actually on my own I'm safer on my own I'm okay because no one can get in and can hurt me exactly so oh I've got a question on that then so I know it doesn't quite work like this but are we striving for a secure relationship with a secure sorry a secure attachment with a secure attachment or can it ever work with too avoidant too resistant too what's what's the perfect dynamic do you think we all really want to be striving to be just within ourselves like securely attached because especially in relationships and similarly like to what you just said dependent on the people that you're around you really do impact the people that you're around you have a massive impact in the way that people behave without even having to say anything to them so I think some one of my viral videos that went off on TikTok was about me saying you can change your partner's behavior without having to ask for a thing now it sounds like it's quite toxic but it's not it's say it just gets people to listen yeah I'm giving you I'm telling you what you want to hear and then giving you what you need yeah so it's about you leveling up that self-concept and becoming so secure within yourself that you almost just float around happy like you're happy and you feel good and you're magnetic and that person changes. They want to be around you. They want to do more things with you. They want to, they like, they fancy the pants off you. You know, they, they just change in your energy because you've done the work on you. Yes. So I think in any dynamic whatsoever, if you just focus on cleaning up your side of the street yeah, and also changing what you're thinking of them, yeah, <laughs> love as a whole, relationships as a whole, you can shift anything. This is the key. It's vibrational, isn't it? Like we pick up on other people's energy. So I imagine if our partner comes home and is like, hi, darling. Oh my God, I've had the best day. How's your day been? What? You're suddenly like, oh, whereas if they're slamming around and you're like, oh, here we go again. Oh, great. I've got to deal with this nonsense. And it's like, wait a minute, nothing's actually happened yet. You've created a story and you're in that energy because Uh of someone else. Okay. So if people are listening to this episode and they're like, oh my gosh, I get this. Oh my gosh, I need to change this. What is one tip or a couple of tips or a piece of advice that you could give to them to start shifting this so that their relationships can be even more magnetic and even better? Most important, I would start using that little tool that I gave you earlier, where it allows you to start be aware of why, where am I getting triggered and why? And you're getting it out of your mind instantly. So using the notes on your phone is good because we always have our phones on us. 
But instead of allowing yourself to sit in a trigger and getting more annoyed and building more momentum and the things that are going wrong, you can instantly say, right, okay, I get why I feel this way. Where's it coming from? What's the meanings that I'm attaching? We really want to understand what the meanings we're attaching are. And then what do I want it to be instead? And now how can I see them through a better light, through a loving light? Like, what is it that he's just had a really hard day of work? Of course, he like wants to go and sit on the toilet for an hour and scroll <laughs> for TikTok. You it's know, so true. oh my god, it's so true. Literally, so true. that one. And they so say, wanted... sorry, sorry, and they on. say there'll be two minutes, and then you're like, yeah. it's been half an hour. I can hear their phone. <laughs> oh my god, how long are they going to yeah. be? So another tip that I would give that I said gave to a client the other day was, now when they do do something in whatever stage of a relationship you're in, that does get you inside, roll you up. (laughs) You are not going to get anywhere unless you really need to by facing them with the demons inside of you right then and there because you are just going to push them away and showing that lack of appreciation and all of that kind of stuff. The best thing is, and I do not agree with never sleeping on an argument, I think that we should, because just like Abraham Hicks says, if you're feeling negative or whatever else, I can't remember the actual saying, have a nap. Like when we go back into a sleep state, we stop the momentum, not saying you all need to go and immediately have a nap when you fall out, but you stop (laughs) the momentum and then you can come back lightheartedly the next day. So this isn't about saying you then figure out what your triggers are, but you never say anything. Mm. It's about figuring out what your triggers are. Why am I attaching them? Let's see this through a loving perspective instead. Calm myself down and then... Now let's find the right kind of environment and time to bring this up. And it's going to come from someone that's just feeling like stable. I just need to speak to you about this and a bit playful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're coming at it as a different version of you instead of like a lion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of being so full of rage that your partner has left their black socks on the bathroom floor again leaving a trail of black fluff when you have just hoovered and you literally want to rip their head off about it actually in the big scheme of things it's Mm -hmm. like it it doesn't matter but it does so okay one thing i took from that tip as well that we didn't really touch on is we're not saying we're not human we're not saying you're not allowed to be triggered and have feelings but it's about looking at it for what it really is and dialing down the emotion so that you can use that frontal lobe and be logical and calm in the way you address it rather than coming in fight or flight and being like how dare you you did this because then the person is like whoa i'm not having any of this i'm not gonna talk to you logically because you're in a state right now so Mm -hmm. what i heard you say was look for triggers assess what's going on for you potentially take some time out so you can reset come back and have the conversation in a more lighthearted, playful way so that you're actually communicating with each other. It's not Mm -hmm. about just accepting everything and not having your needs met, but it's about doing it in such a way that you're your best self having that conversation rather than the wounded child. Best self is the right phrase there. I often say you become your best self and then you see the best in them. So then you've ultimately done your best on every single area And if it works, amazing. If it doesn't, then you still win because you've done the best that you could. 
but also I I do think a lot in terms of you know like having your needs met there's some things that I don't massively it's not that I don't agree with that you shouldn't have your needs met in relationships but there's a level where it's almost like but you need to be validating yourself first Mm -hmm. before you come to your partner with oh I'd love to do this together oh it'd be so you know I love this about you oh couldn't we just do this that and whatever else instead of a why don't we do this and why don't you do this for me and I have these love languages now love languages is another thing (laughs) for me because me and my partner have different love languages okay he doesn't necessarily meet mine all the time in the way that I want him to but because I am now a stable and securely attached woman to myself Mm -hmm. I don't attach negative meanings to that So if we go on Google and they're like, you should, your partner should be meeting your love language. Well, then we're attaching more negative meanings to where our relationship is at and you're further manifesting even more problems. When we could, when we go back to that word appreciation, oh my God, he took the bins out for me because his his version of 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 love language is acts of service. I really appreciate that because he's trying yeah yeah and we see it differently like I'm smiling because my love language the way I show love is acts of service and I know Mm -hmm. that sometimes people have said like yeah but I don't care that you've done this 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 and this this why didn't you say this to me and I'm like I'm I'm really trying I'm not I'm not great (laughs) like I'm not great at words of affirmation in certain circumstances or to the level that but actually realizing and having the conversation of okay I understand you. I know that this means something to you and I want to meet you as far as I can. And I want you to meet me as far as I can, because I know that if I come home and someone has taken the bins out for me and put the washing in, not at 90 degrees, we won't even go there. (laughs) And, and like, it's out and it's, it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. You've taken this wet. It it means a lot, but it is, it's the communication bit isn't it and it's like just because someone hasn't done that one act of service that you'd put so much meaning on it Mm -hmm. does not mean what you think it means it doesn't mean that they don't care it doesn't mean that they're like oh so selfish they just don't see the world this is the thing I've come to other people don't necessarily see the world the way we see it and when you realize that you start to take so much power back and you start to save yourself so much stress (laughs) Absolutely. Because there in your example, you were trying your absolute best and then feeling underappreciated because you're being told, but you're not doing it in this specific way. Yeah. And, and like, like what you say there, there's two people in a relationship and we both have things that we desire. And, you know, we're both trying, you know, if you're in a good relationship, trying to do the best for one another. And if you wire your lens to be focusing on the things that they're trying to do for you, you're only going to get more of that. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. Where can people find out more about you then? This is probably wet their appetite. They're like, right, I need to get on TikTok. I need to see her advice. Where can they find out more about you and how can they work with you? So my Instagram and TikTok are the same. It's the self-love boss. That's all one word. Um, I do videos on TikTok most of the time. That's probably my best place for content creation. And on both of those places, you'll find links to get that guidebook. If you want to just like a lower cost thing where you can start to try and uncover these things and figure out that specific thing we're talking about with the meanings you're attaching to stuff. And then I give tools um, that they can start to use to build an actual plan because if you don't have a plan you can't rewire your subconscious mind like you need a daily thing to be doing 
so you can go and get that or I do take on um one-to-one -one clients the maximum we work together is about 16 weeks but it can be adjusted so I'm always um the applications for that are always open and other than that oh freebie hypnosis that will be linked on there also for the security attached to women that you can go and get onto my email list as well well, let's all go forth and be amazing, securely attached women yeah. who are radiating our best selves and attracting yeah. incredible relationships. Oh. Because you will change the world generationally and especially for the children that then come oh. and be a part of those relationships. Oh, I love it. Oh, Sammy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast again. Like, I've absolutely adored this episode. I'm sure I'll have you back because you were requested. I put a poll on my oh, stories and I was like, who do you want to see? And you were requested. So thank you so much oh, for coming on again. Thank you. It's been brilliant. Lovely to chat with you. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this content, I would so love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. You would totally make my day and you'd help this podcast to reach other listeners just like you. And if you know someone who this content would help, then please share it with them. Share the love, share the positivity. I hope you all have a wonderful and prosperous day and I will see you all in the next episode.